In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by the one and only Joe Beninati of NBC Sports Washington. If you've seen the Capitals on TV, you've heard and seen Joe Beninati. He's the winner of multiple Emmys and DC Sports Caster of the Year. And I get to talk to him next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by Joe Beninati, a real treat for me, one of the highlights so far of doing this show. And I talk to Joe next. In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by Joe Beninati of NBC Sports Washington. Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, Dan, thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. All right. Just a good place to start here, I guess, would be Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin now has 780. He's 21 away from uh, Gordie Howe and 114 from number one, Wayne Gretzky. In one of his first pressers at MedStar Ice Complex, he said, listen, guys, I'm not going to score 21 goals in one game. So just kind of pump the brakes here a little bit. Give me your thoughts on Alex, Ove- uh, Alex Ovechkin as he chases down Gordie Howe and then eventually Wayne Gretzky. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> We're all waiting for it. We all cross our fingers and hope that he remains healthy and it's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, for, for me, I just watch the player return uh, to the area each and every year with the same amount of hunger and, and zest to win, Dan, more than anything. Yeah, he, he knows his goals contribute a great deal in, with respect to how Washington wins hockey games. But most importantly for Alex right now is winning. And, and I've said this a number of times. Everybody fixates on the Gretzky number, the, the Gordie Howe number, uh, the 800 number, every plateau along the way. And I still think the most important number right now for Alex is two, as in that second Stanley Cup. He wants that desperately. But all of us sit there with history in mind and realize that we're seeing something that is truly remarkable. Uh, I just spent the last 45 minutes or so writing a a game tease for next week's initial season opener on NBC Sports Washington, at least game two. It it was a tease comparing uh, Ovechkin and Austin Matthews. And as I'm writing it, my fingers are sort of shaking, going like he is doing things that are so remarkable and he has all these great young gunslingers chasing him. But I I don't know that we've ever going to truly see another Alex Ovechkin, not in the way that it is so difficult to score goals in this day and age and the great regularity that he's done it for 17 seasons. It's just it's astounding to me, Dan. And uh, as a play by play announcer, you're, you're truly blessed. Yeah, and it's funny, uh, John Carlson said, you know, we knew he was doing well, but Jesus, it's getting crazy now. 
Um, so it is a good uh, thing that he's progressing along here, but he's going to have to do it uh, without his right-hand man. Nick Backstrom has assisted on 274 of Ovechkin's career goals. Ovechkin has assisted on 106 of Backstrom's. And I know that oftentimes they don't play on the same line hardly ever anymore. It's Kuzi on that top line. That really has to hurt Ovechkin not to have a guy that's been there through thick and thin with him since the very beginning of his career. We do know that Nick Backstrom is going to be out for the lion's share, if not all of this season. Talk to me a bit about Nick Backstrom and what he means to this team and uh, the special connection to Alex Ovechkin. You know, the connection for so long, as you said, was line mate to line mate, center to wing. And yeah, there are occasions, I'm sure, when Peter Laviolette will go back to that comfortable shoe, that incredibly comfortable pairing of, of 8 and 19, who wouldn't? Uh, Kuznetsov is a player who has remarkable skating ability and playmaking ability. I don't know that he has the vision of Nicholas Backstrom. Very few people do. And for so often and for so long, uh, Backstrom has had eyes for number 8. And a lot of that had, would have started on, on power play combinations. Uh, in sequences where Backstrom is just a genius, a maestro working that half-board position. And that may be one of the places where the Caps will miss him most. Uh, I know for sure, and I hate, I hate injuries in general. I mean, if I was, if it was Pollyanna, none of these guys would ever get hurt. You know, we could bubble wrap them and they would play to the best of their ability for as long as they could. But injuries are part of the game in every sport, and especially so at the highest level where it's played so ferociously and so fast. And here's Nicholas coming towards the tail end of his career, and he's saddled with an injury that's likely going to keep him out for many, many months. I'm crossing my fingers, and I'm hoping that we're going to see Nicholas Backstrom this season. I don't know if we will. So very few athletes have been able to come back from a hip resurfacing type procedure like Nicholas uh, had over the summer and, and return to the level of play that's required to play in the NHL. I'm hoping Nicholas can do it. I know he wants to do it, and, and in a perfect world, we might see him uh, as spring rolls around, as Stanley Cup playoff time rolls around. What are you missing from Nicholas Backstrom? An amazing playmaker, a terrific leader. Dan, one of the cool things about my job, and there's a lot of them, but one of the cool things is I, I get to see these guys grow up. I've known Nicholas Backstrom since he was 19. And the way that he has changed personality-wise, the way that he has changed in, its, in his leadership capabilities. I mean, when Nicholas was a rookie, he was afraid of his own shadow. And that shadow often was cast by the grade eight, who was the, the rock star superstar who wanted all the attention. Nicholas never wanted any of that per se when he was a baby in this league. But as his time has come along, he's become a family man. He's become that much more comfortable in his own skin, uh, that much more apt to, grand, to grab Dan or whomever in the locker room and say, hey, we need you to do it this way. It's a remarkable transformation to watch. I, I've had a front seat to it for a long, long time. Uh, I know in my business, I'm not supposed to play favorites, but Dan, he's one of my favorites. And I think he's one of Caps fandom's favorites for what he's done on and off the ice. He has comported himself so very well. Uh, I personally believe he's a Hall of Fame player. I sure hope that he will be honored in some way like that to, in the future. But I hope that that's down the line a little bit. I know we're all rooting for Nicholas to return. It's just a very sort of cloudy situation right now. You're not quite sure how it's going to turn out, but I know and I hope that it turns out the best for number 19. 
All right. So after the break, I will continue to talk to Joe Beninati as we talk about the Capitals net mining situation and what our projections are for the Capitals this year. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And guys, now that the NFL is going in full steam and the NHL season will start soon, BetOnline is your perfect location. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And one of the things I can say about Nick is that he always has such a positive attitude. Uh, you know, the the press kind of tried to take a little bit of a negative spin and they said, you realize that not a lot of these guys come back and he goes, listen, I understand it, but I couldn't tie my shoes. I couldn't play with my kids. I had to do what I had to do. And, uh, you know, my heart kind of goes out to him because we have to look at Nick Backstrom, the person, not just the hockey player. And of course we want to see him back out on ice, but at the end of the day, I carry, uh, I care about Nick, the person and the guy that Mac went out and picked up Dylan Strom ostensibly to fill that second line center. I know that there's going to be a battle out there, Connor McMichael, et cetera. What do you think about Dylan Strom? I mean, in the, one of the last games there, he scored two goals. So he's showing up on the score sheet, signed a one-year deal. Um, and it seems like the Blackhawks kind of just discarded him, but their loss appears to be the Washington Capitals gain. I think he's going to be a player that gives you some flexibility, Dan. And I don't mean this pun intended with regard to your, your ending comment on Nicholas. There were times at the end of the playoffs, especially where we were watching Nick hop along uncomfortably walking on the, just, just trying to get to the rink. It was amazing to me that he was able to play to any degree. So again, fingers crossed, Nicholas feels better now and will build up strength in the meantime. Uh, someone like Dylan Strom comes to town with um, a reputation of being able to produce talented plays. Uh, I think he's, from what I gather, he seems to be a player who's very good front of the cage, very good shooter. Uh, I think, uh, from what I could tell, he's a bigger player, bigger body than I originally thought from watching him in his previous stops. You know, he he's right up there in terms of height with Darcy Kemper, and Darcy's got to be pushing close to 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Strom is a very intriguing uh, person, I think, and, and a talent uh, for Peter Laviolette and his staff to work with this season. I think you're going to see him early in the campaign getting prime power play minutes and, and time uh, on that first power play unit. He can work the front of the goal. He can work the goal line extended. I think he's learning now the combinations in sequencing with uh, Kuznetsov and Oshie. So I wouldn't be surprised if Strom gets some uh, prime power play time there at the outset, and let's see where it goes. I I think he gives you the flexibility to play center or wing. And you mentioned the name there, Connor McMichael. With respect to McMichael and Hendricks Lapierre, who's been reassigned to the American Hockey League, at their age, Dan, I want them to be go go to the American League, play really well, play at an All Star level at that level, and then when center positions are available, Connor's going to tell you, McMichael's going to tell you. I'm naturally a center. 
when those center positions become available down the road, and they are, Washington has center depth, but they have a lot of age in that center spot too. Let LaPierre and McMichael jump into the NHL ranks when they're ready and do it at their natural positions. I don't want to see, not that I don't want to see, but it's, it seems to be more awkward than not to have McMichael playing out of position. If he tells you, you know, I'm best served at center. Okay, fine. But young man, if you want to make the team and you make it as a wing, you're going to play wing. Obviously he just wants to be with the big club. But for me at this age and both of those guys, LaPierre and McMichael in particular are so young, Dan, let them, let them bake a little bit more in the American hockey league. You know, give Connor a little bit more time. Let LaPierre grow there. He's It's going to be his first pro experience there. That's great. Give them that time. Let them prove themselves. And if they are what we think they are, they will graduate to the NHL sooner than later. Yeah, and LaPierre is one of the crown jewels in the Washington Capitals organization. And to your point, he's not going to be best served sitting up in the press box or being a healthy scratch. Let him get those reps down in Hershey. So then one of the other new players that Mac went out and signed, we were talking about Dylan Strom, and it already appears that Dylan Strom and Connor Brown already have a bit of chemistry, you know, with that tic-tac-toe goal up in front of the net there that was pretty sweet there. So they went out and they signed Connor Brown ostensibly to fill the role of Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson is a bit of a four-leaf clover. You know, he brings a lot of physicality. He brings a great shot and a great leadership qualities. It's still my belief he will be the captain of this team at some point. But what are your thoughts on Connor Brown? Um, I, You know, he is kind of penciled in to be that top-line right wing. Of course, you might see Oshi or um, Shiri, something like that, filter in. Talk to me a little bit about Connor Brown and where you see him fitting in. Met him for the first time uh, this morning, in fact, at MedStar and uh, Craig Lachlan and I were talking with him, had a nice conversation, five, 10 minute conversation with him. Um, very engaging personality, easy to see why teammates really like him. And I'm going to hold you up on saying that he's going to fill the Wilson role. Nobody's going to do that. No. Tom's going to do that when the time is right. And I'm hoping that is somewhere between Thanksgiving and the new year. I'm hoping, but everybody reacts to recovering from an ACL in different ways. I know that Wilson is working his tail off to be ready and Tom, please take your time and do it properly. Don't rush. Obviously, this is a guy who we have uh, high hopes for in the future. Nobody's going to fill that role. But Connor Brown can do, um, I think, any of four different right-wing roles. And that is, to me, whenever a coach and a coaching staff has a player that can give them flexibility, uh, like Brown can, I think they, they welcome that addition. I think uh, GM Brian McClellan made a great move there. This is a player who's used to playing with high, super high-end talents. He did that in Toronto when the Maple Leafs were growing in stature. Most recently, he's been playing with the young pups in Ottawa, guys who are really targeted to be great players in the near future or in the future. So this is a guy who can play it any way you want. And I think he gives Peter Laviolette the ability to go, hey, you know what? Sure, go up with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov tonight, but be ready. I may need you to be on a fourth-line duty. And you know he's going to penalty kill. He's been that guy. And Tom Wilson, there you go. That's the part of Tom Wilson's role that I think Brown can fulfill is the way that Tom has improved as a penalty killer. Connor Brown's already there. Connor Brown is going to, I guarantee you, in the first couple of weeks of the season, create shorthanded chances, breakaways on the PK. He's just that kind of a player. I think he's a very, very nice. I think a lot of the times, Dan, people use the expression, um, um, Swiss Army knife, 
And that means sort of like he's a jack of all trades, but master of none. I really, really like Connor Brown, the flexibility that he's going to give, the willingness that he wants to be in terms of being in this uh, building and being a part of this organization, uh, I think is terrific. And I think his teammates are going to warm to him right away. All right. So after the break, to close out the show, we are going to get Joe's thoughts on the Capitals this coming season. Who's going to be on the team? Who is going to crack the lineup? We'll talk about that next. All right. No, I, I only know I have you here for a little bit here, Joe, so I don't want to keep you too long here. But uh, we got time. We got time. Keep going. All right. Talking about uh, the net minding situation wow. out there. The biggest inconsistency of last season was Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. And uh, there was a lot of doubters out there, you know, going, what is Mac doing? Why didn't he sign someone? But then Mac swung for the fences and connected by signing Darcy Kemper, Stanley Cup winner Darcy Kemper in 57 games for Colorado in 21-22. He went 37-12-4. So it does seem like Mac really kind of went out there and solidified a position that was inconsistent all of last season. And, you know, I don't mean to disparage uh, Vanacek or Samsonov. They got 100 points between the both of them, but they could not string together wins on a consistent basis. So I think the tandem between Kemper and Lindgren should be much improved over this season. What are your thoughts on the goaltending situation? I'm with you, Dan. I agree. And I'll go so far as to say if the both of those guys stay healthy and Darcy has had um, some injuries pop up on the radar screen over his lengthy NHL career. But if both of those guys are healthy, I think they're worth a half a dozen to seven more wins. I just think Kemper in his own right has that ability. Um, playing behind an incredible machine in Colorado last year and, and winning a Stanley Cup ring is a, is a fabulous experience for Darcy. Another great guy. Another guy that we were talking with earlier today. Terrific personality. Very easy to root for this guy. And here he comes to town, part of a team that wants to get back to where he was uh, last year. And this is a player, I think, when I think of Darcy Kemper, I remember him mostly behind a very, very porous Arizona team play his tail off. I thought he was fantastic when he was with the Arizona Coyotes. Big man, Dan. I mean, we're talking 6'5", imposing, fills up the cage, moves really, really well. Uh, to me, I, I think he is a significant upgrade over Samsonov and, and Vanacek. And uh, like you, I'm not here to poo-poo on those guys. But both of these players, watching both of them as I have during training camp, I've, we've watched them sporadically during uh, preseason exhibition times. We're going to see them in preseason play to end the year. Uh, I think both of them look very sturdy. They look the part, and I think they'll be able to get acclimated to the Capitals' defensive scheme and system quickly. And I think the guys who are playing D and the guys who are back-checking from the forward ranks are going to like protecting these two. Not that they didn't the others, please don't get me wrong, but these two have a, a sense about them. And, and sure, you would imagine that from Kemper's standpoint, coming off of a Stanley Cup champion. But Lindgren comes to town and gives the Caps one of their first right-handed catchers in a long time, maybe since Jose Theodore. And when I watch Charlie work, He's a technician, a lot like Vitek Vanacek. Footwork around the cage is excellent with Lindgren. I think he gives you a more than capable backup. And with Darcy's history, I don't think you want to push Darcy 65 times. I think nowadays in the NHL, the mix between starter and backup is more likely going to be closer to 52-30, you know, 
25. And I'm fine with that with Lindgren. I, I see a spark. I see what they've, they, they, the scouts have seen, at least at the American hockey level, briefly last year in St. Louis, where he played extremely well. But I, I think a lot of people are high on Lindgren. He can be the kind of guy who can give uh, Darcy the nights off without, uh, without much worry. Yeah. And I'm just happy that they did solidify that position because, you know, we have, you know, four years left approximately with Ovechkin left here. So it's good. They solidified that. So to close out with you here, Joe, I want you to look into your crystal ball here and I want you to take a look at this caps team and where do you see them finishing? I've talked to a lot of beat writers and they say they're a bubble team at best, but between solidifying that net mining position and picking up Strom and uh, Connor Brown and kind of filling the holes in the lineup, let me know what your outlook is for this team. Predictions are tough, right? I, I'm not much of a prognosticator. The crystal ball gets a little bit fuzzy, cloudy for me. I may have to give it a shake every once in a while. But I, I'm with people who understand that uh, Carolina and, and the Rangers seem to be uh, the two teams that are likely to jockey for the top spot in the Metro. And then this is where it gets interesting for me. I, I hear a lot of folks um, devaluing Washington to the point where they're saying, you know, maybe fifth or sixth place in the Metro. I, I think you're underselling this team. I think it's, it's more than that. I don't think we should stray too much farther than Carolina Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, Washington, Pittsburgh again, three, four. I know why there's uh, excitement in Columbus. I know why people believe the Islanders won't be as bad as they were last year. And a lot of people are putting Columbus and the Islanders ahead of Washington. I'm not ready to do that. I'm not. And I think if Washington has good health, if Wilson is back before too long, doesn't miss too much, uh, I think the Washington Capitals can be right in that third, fourth mix in any combination. I know people are high on Pittsburgh again. Those two teams, I think the Caps and Pittsburgh, right, Dan, for the longest time, they've they've sort of modeled each other for the longest time. And, and it was there was a time there where Everybody thought they were the two best teams in the NHL and likely Stanley Cup champions. Whichever one was going to knock off the other in the playoffs was eventually going to win. I think in both cases, you know, the, the metaphor that I'll use is, yeah, the plane is coming in for a landing for both of those teams. That doesn't mean it has to be a downward spiral. The plane can come in gradually, and, and I think you can still gain elevation. And I think the new additions that the, the, the staff brought in this season will bring Washington a spark that they need. They are going to be a little bit younger. They are going to be a little bit faster. That'll help. I think the goaltending is definitely an upgrade. Not to, again, like you use the word disparage, but I think it is better than what Sam Sonoff and, v and Vanacek did provide. I think Darcy uh, and Charlie will provide more than that. I like Gustafson on the back end, working with Van Reems, like somebody he's comfortable with in, uh, in Chicago, gives you a solid third pair. I think the kids are coming along nicely. You have Protus, you have McMichael, you have LaPierre in the in the pipeline. Iorio as a defender on the right shot side. I, I like where they're headed. I don't think we're the plane is coming in for a drastically quick emergency landing. I don't. And I see them still valuable in the Metro. I still see them as a playoff team. And if you get this team into the tournament, you know you can strike fire at any time. All it takes is to get in and get past that first round. One of these days, you need to get past that first round right. again, which they will, which they will one of these days. But this is the kind of team that I kind of like, and mainly because I think they're going to be under the radar. A lot of people are saying, nah, Washington's time has come and gone. Not so fast.
Yeah, I agree with that as well. I, it's just easy to dismiss them kind of looking at the other teams in the league. But Joe Beninati from NBC Sports Washington, once again, thank you for joining us on Locked On Capitals. A real honor and a treat to have you on the show. Dan, my pleasure. Thanks. We'll do it again soon. All right. Talk to you next time. All right. I want to thank Joe Beninati for joining me on this edition for Locked On Capitals. And thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.